Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Repitch. I'm David, here with my co-host. Hey guys, I'm Richard. And now we usually review, revisit, and redo movies, but lately we've been going through this classic movie series and just kind of diving into movies that we have never seen um, for the most part and that are considered classics. And today we're going over uh, one of Akira Kurosawa's classics, Ikiru. Yeah, David. First of all, screw you for picking this movie. <laughs> yep, this was a. Uh, I didn't think it'd be like this sad. I I had no idea what the what it was like exactly about, but all I know that it was adapted off of a uh, Death of Ivan Illich. I'm, I'm I don't know. If, it is. Oh, it's a, it's an old book by Leo Tolstoy. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, so I I didn't know that, but then going into that, realizing that, I was like, oh shoot. Uh, this this is gonna be a sad one. Yeah, because like when I think of Kurosawa, I have, this is my first and only Kurosawa film I watched. And he was like, "Let's watch a Kurosawa film." I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I want to watch some samurais and some fighting." <laughs> and I I look at the synopsis and like the whole point of this movie is this man that worked for the government for thirty years is diagnosed with s- stomach cancer. He has only six months to live. Mm-hmm. What does he do? <laughs> and I'm like. Wow, David, you're really gonna make me watch this sad movie, <laughs> and it was, it was sad, but it was really good. It's such a good movie, like this and the other movie we're gonna be talking about later. Um, both sad movies, mm-hmm. but very, very well made and well shot movies, and um, very compelling stories. Yeah. I would say full form um, films, and it's really good. <laughs> yep, and just for the viewers, of course. This is all our podcast episodes are spoiler ridden, so. But, um, but just to, I'm pretty paint, sure we have we're okay to spoil it. This is this movie came yes, out over this, fifty years ago. Yes, nineteen fifty two was when this movie was first released. So uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Richard kind of explained it in a nutshell. This movie is about an old um, government worker. Uh, section chief of a uh, public relations office he's kind of going at the end of his life going suffering through an illness cancer um stomach cancer and he's trying to find his meaning in life and kind of purpose to his last final days where he ends up becoming motivated by one of his uh, young co-workers where she finds joy in creating these toys for the for kids Mm -hmm. and learning about that experience he finally has a uh, pivotal moment in his life and decides that he wants to go and create this park in this cesspool area of the uh the town and so as he goes through his his steps and process of creating that he's motivated um halfway through the movie we end up at his death and after that second half of the portion of the movie, we deal with the perception of this man by the people who didn't really know him, the, mm-hmm. his other coworkers, his coworkers, his family, other government officials. Right, and we learn just how schemy or conniving or like fake some of those co-workers can be and how like endearing some of them can be and you just learn the outside world um of of this man and so that that's the general synopsis of what the movie's about and 
right off the bat, the structure of this, it's it's a very long movie. It's two and a half hours. It's if I had one that complaint, one of my complaints would be it's too long. <laughs> It's that's that is what I will say too. I mean, it, maybe not too long. I can't. For me, I can't say that's a, too much of a complaint. But it it is long. But I feel like he did it with very good reason. Um, I, a lot of it, like you, you. The whole point of the story is like you're 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 understanding the perspective of this guy first, and then you're going into this environment where you know this man better than. All these other characters do now, mm. and then you're supposed, and then you're supposed to get this feel for when all these people start bad mouthing this, this guy who's just trying to do the right thing and like trying to take credit for what he did. Um, yeah, those are, I mean, just initial thoughts of that. But what what were your thoughts on this besides the length of the movie and uh, general feel? So the good stuff that I liked about this movie, you know what? If, you know what this what reminded me of, like. It reminded me, like, it's like a depressing Parks and Rec episode. Yes, that's the first thing that I thought of, too. Yeah. That, that, like, I think the whole, like, first few seasons is pretty much exactly what this movie oh, is. Yeah. Like, her trying to build a park, like, it's, playground. It's pretty, this is like, let's even know if she knew she was dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you really, it really cements on the bureaucracy and just the grind that it is in working government and just like mm -hmm. it almost was like nothing ever gets done and you just and the main character Takashi uh what's his name Sh Shimura the, oh Takashi Shimura yeah he's he feels like he's just a cog in the machine and it's not until he gets his diagnosed he gets this like he feels triggered he's just like oh my goodness what have I been doing for the last 30 years of my life yeah, and actually, side note, um, I noticed that in the movie that they uh, they didn't exactly tell him that it was cancer. No, I didn't. They, yeah, they told him that it was an ulcer, and they just let him think that he was going to be okay. Like, that that's one part where, like, I was just kind of, like, a little bit confused about. Yeah. I don't know if you were, you caught that. I actually read up on that, and, like, um, back there in Japan, like, pretty much if you have stomach cancer, that's, like, a death sentence, and... It would be normal for doctors and people to like tell you something else because just to show you some mercy. So it wouldn't. Uh, so like nowadays, like yeah, that's not cool. But like back then, it was just out of courtesy. Yes. Oh, that's that's kind of scary. It is terrifying. I mean, would you would would you rather know right off the bat? Ooh. Like I would rather. I would I rather know like oh I only have this amount of time to live or something like that. So exactly. I, I can, At least you have a clear picture of like. You know what to do and what can you do yeah yeah but back to the topic um so any other notes that you uh that you thought you uh, liked about this movie enjoyed the actor um i said takashi shimura he's really like he really sells it but you feel like he's gonna die he does very phenomenal he's one of those He's a recurring actor in a lot of Akira Kurosawa movies. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, and he's also like what he's a legendary actor in Japan. Mm -hmm. Like he's very well known. He's he's got that uh reputation. Um he, he definitely kills this oh, role. He like he, as that old man, every I think every time he was talking and every time you see his face, I couldn't help but feel like 
empathy like, and just like yeah oh. empathy and pain i'm like this guy is really like going through something right now like and he makes this sad sap of a face and his like eyes are constantly right. tear. i'm like oh man i empathize like you can't help but feel bad for him just like and like those moments where like he's trying to show happiness like that the fake happiness that he shows like it's everything about it it's like he gets it like very spot on mm-hmm. like you you feel for it it's very genuine you know what else i really liked about this movie like usually in films like this that's a kind of sad the main character is the most fleshed out and everyone around him are kind of just meh but like Kurosawa does a great job of fleshing out everyone in the story. His son, the son's wife, his coworkers, the government officials. Like you, you could like you believe these are real people that are being affected by this man's death and this man's actions. And I'm like, yep. wow, like I totally believe like this would happen in real life. Yeah, and I think that's a testament to just Kurosawa's like uh, filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't want to get too deep into Kurosawa himself, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just to kind of paint a picture, like, just how good this guy was, all our favorite directors consider this guy, or he's t- nicknamed the master for a reason. Oh, yeah. Um, like, his cinematography and um, his blocking, the way that he's able to tell stories with very minimal dialogue. Like, it's a lot of, like, the camera movements and the the blocking of the actors where they're standing. Like, a lot of his um, framework, I, I see a lot of, like, Wes Anderson-y feel. feel mm-hmm. Like, the way that it's kind of, like, symmetrical and, like, kind of, like, fits into the screen. That's a very um, personal thing, too, I, I believe. Yeah, uh, definitely. It reminds... And it's also kind of, like, I think it's at that era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a few years down the road you see guys like stanley kubrick come around and like they're all about that symmetry and like that precision um but yeah kurosawa um has always been considered a master and like guys like steven spielberg scorsese they they study him oh, yeah. like yeah. All, all these contemporary directors are studying spielberg and you know those guys were studying guys like john ford and Kurosawa. Um, um, steven, said, <laughs> steven spielberg said this is one of his favorite films Yes, and I think Kurosawa regards this film as his best. Yeah, yes, I believe so, too. Um, And like you were saying, though, Kurosawa definitely has a long resume of other movies, a lot of samurai movies, a lot of fun ones for sure, but uh, a few of them I want to recommend for you um, down the road, but High and Low is another very good movie. Mm -hmm. It's such simple stories, but his storytelling and the way that he's able to bring out emotion about with these characters is amazing. Oh yeah. Like this, the synopsis of the whole movie is one sentence. How many movies can say that? (laughs) It's very true. Yeah. And it's, it's so, and I forget that movies were originally like this. You know, I see, you see all these new movies come out these days, like fast nine and uh, like Godzilla versus Kong. Um, Not to say that Godzilla wasn't out back in the day either but modern godzilla <laughs> modern yeah modern godzilla things like that like all these action-packed movies that are coming out like i forget that these are these kind of movies can exist and are out there mm-hmm. and like these these were the things that were like just normal for movies back in the day 
Was there anything about this movie that you want to take a stand on? Hmm. You know, actually, I I can't think of anything that where I pinpoint and I was just like, this isn't sitting well with me. I can't. This is not. This is making this movie kind of worse. Yeah, at this moment, I can't really think of anything like that. Did you did you have anything like that? I think a couple, but these are just nitpicks. These aren't like criticizing like, oh, this is bad. It's just like my preference. Like I said before, the movie felt a little long, like. Mm-hmm. A big chunk of this movie was not him trying to build a park, but it was him just trying to live life. You know, that's the title. Right, right. It means to live, to live in Japanese. And he's partying, he's dancing with women, he's like drinking, he's doing all this stuff. It's a huge chunk of it. And you're supposed to like empathize with him and feel like, oh, he's not finding solace. He's not finding happiness in these distractions, which is really good. But those right. scenes are very long, and I wish there were more of him, you know, trying to build a park or more dialogue, something like that. That's true. That's true. I I, get, I do understand what you're saying. That that scene where he's going through with the um, who's that guy? Was he a writer? It's some other yeah, like homeless. It's like, a, it's like a fiction writer for like a newspaper or something. Yeah. So he's hanging out with him. It it felt like it did feel like it was like several days oh, yeah. worth of actions but it it was like one, one night, night. I'm, yeah. I'm like how are you how are you doing all this in one night <laughs> so it's what you call a bender yeah. another thing which i wish they added was um so you, you're saying before like this co-worker that inspired him to build a park she, mm. she after that scene she never shows up again like she doesn't even come to the funeral like i understand mm. story story plot wise you don't really need her anymore but like, I wish she was there to see, like, oh, who's trying to give a right to give her statements on it, because she's the only one that had any real connection with him. Oh. I guess you could say, yeah. And it, I feel like that plot line was just kind of just ended right there. Mm. But other than so, that, this is a great film. I definitely wholeheartedly agree. Um, just everything from this beginning to end i think great acting music was always on um great directing great shots music yeah the song that he sings is called the song of gondola gosh david whenever he sings it it just it just hits your heart hard it does i'm like trying to think of another movie like that where you see an, i mean like he's like an old man just oh uh, like, old man singing yeah we're just like he's just like solemnly singing or i mean just the, like this song that he sings a song of gondola the point of the song is just a uh what was the point of the song it was about this uh woman that's dying soon so she fall in love something like that and kurosawa directed the actor to sing the song as if he was a stranger in a world where nobody believes he exists which is like the most I don't say douchey thing, but the most artistic way of saying that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he sings this song went on his like rampage and throughout town and just like, and he's just so sad and depressed. And towards the end, you hear him, you, you hear a testimony from the cop that found his body that he was singing this song again, but he was happy this time. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. I love a mu- like Coco. You you hear something similar like the song I rem- uh, remember me. Yeah, it's 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 heard as this like poppy music. Right, right. But later you find like, oh, it's it's like a ballad. It's like a it's got a lullaby right. for his daughter. And I'm like, that's so good. It's such a good use of the song. Yeah, and I think that goes into the aspect of perspective. I think you know. Mm-hmm. The way we see life and the way how we perceive uh, certain things is like, if we're gonna view things as uh, always bad, depressing, then that's how we're gonna see it. Yeah, and sure. otherwise, it's on us to be able to just change that perspective. Yeah. Um, dang, I just had a thought in my head and I just completely forgot. Oh, sorry, you you'll find it again. <laughs> is there anything else about this movie before I ask you the question? Uh. There was something that I wanted to comment on. I can't fully. Oh, yes. Um, also, just a very interesting way that he shot the film. Mm-hmm. The whole. Oh, the aspect ratio. Well, not so much the oh. aspect ratio. I think the aspect ratio is kind of common for that area. Yeah. It was kind of distracting for me, but I'm like, it's an old film. Uh, I'm just going to let it be. <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, it's more so like the linear storytelling of it, mm. not non-linear. Yeah. So like it goes off, it starts off as like you're going following the story as is, and then it goes into like all like flashback modes afterwards, and that's kind of you don't really see that happening like that. No, where it's like it's not predictable. Right. Exactly. And so like it it throws you off, but like in this situation, it works it's, very well. It yeah. Does a great job. I know. Again, it's not a complicated story, but the way Kurosawa serves it and like delivers it to the audience, it's like, wow, like that's pretty impactful. Right. And yeah. oh man, the one thing that I really enjoyed is like towards the end of the movie, when his when his coworkers realize like, oh, Kira, um, the main character Takashi knew that he was dying, so he, so they made a vow like, okay, when we go back to work, we're gonna live, we're gonna live our lives like Takashi lived. We're gonna do the best. And then right. next scene, you know, they're at work. Someone says we need help, but they just ignore them. And like, right. it's heartbreaking, but it's so real. And the yeah, and this is another statement to like the silence that he's able to use. Just like because there's no no speaking at that end scene. You just see him that guy, one guy, like get up, like he's angry about that whole situation. But then he realizes he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And he just goes along with it, and and that's I think you know another reason why this movie's so great, just the topic that it deals with, and it's also something that is very relatable today. It's I think it's true. still an ongoing problem. It you is. know, you know, it really tackles that. You know, a lot of us work a nine to five job, and we question ourselves: What are we doing? Like, is this what we're passionate about, or mm-hmm. are we are are we are just autopilot mode, just living? day-to-day right <coughs> and the like it's this movie is also very interesting in the sense that it's revolves around somebody that's at the end of his life yeah. you know it's not some young guy who's going through all this trying to figure himself out it's this 60 year old uh senior citizen yeah. just who's been so involved in regular government work that he hasn't had time to be able to just figure himself out Oh man! Even the poster for this movie is so good. It's 
it's it's the main character swinging on a swing set, and I believe that behind the title card, it's just this X-ray of the stomach cancer. It's, oh yes, yeah. That is that's a beautiful poster. And that final scene is so good. So good. Where like um, I think the guy's at the playground, and then you see uh, Takashi is just sitting on the. Uh, it, it like kind of fades into him sitting on the swing set. I don't remember, but it's such a it's such well shot, well done. Do I do agree? But yes, you had a question for me, yes. Richard. This is unrelated but related at the same time. Um, if you only had six months to live, David, what would you do differently? Oh wow. Wow, that's a, that's a big question. I think I'd just start going down the bucket list of things I want to do before oh. before I die. What are, things like, what's on the bucket list, David? Well, a lot of like fun activities. I want to go skydiving, travel, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Uh, is there no limit to this question? No limit. You only have six months to live. And it has to be realistic. You can't go back in time or something like that. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, I probably spend it traveling, or and I would try to do it traveling. Traveling would be the bulk of what I would try to spend it. Just kind of like go around. Mm-hmm. Anywhere specific. Uh, I've never been to Europe. Mm. I'll probably check that out. Europe, um, maybe around Canada, maybe even Africa. Just like those, hit those three continents, come back. Um, and I would definitely, if possible, if I'm going to die, I would do everything I can to shoot a movie before I die. That'd be be cool. Yeah, not for sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would probably take my wife and we'll probably travel to go to places where we always talk about, go to Greece, go to Africa. And just travel places and you know i i'll probably write, i always wanted to write a book so i'll probably take some time to write something oh nice very um i don't know if you ever read the book the air i breathe air or something i believe i don't think so it's about a doctor who was diagnosed with cancer and his process in that oh interesting it's really well it's a i really highly recommend that book that sounds like it could be a movie you know, it, it, it might be too depressing to be a movie, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'll do in my last six months. That is interesting. So, would you recommend this movie, David? Absolutely. I would give this the highest ratings possible right now mm-hmm. um, for us. Two thumbs, Two up, thumbs up, five out of five, ten, or maybe not ten out of ten. I'll give it like a nine out of ten, eight out of ten, uh, you know. All the good feels for this one. I would definitely recommend it for any movie lover. Yeah, I would. And, I would recommend it like a a teeny a, a young kid to watch this, but like a high oh, no, like a high school yeah. kid going to college, like yeah, they should definitely watch this. Yeah, and anybody who wants to appreciate film, oh, I think sure. this is yeah, this should be a must watch. David, I have a repitch for this movie. How? What is it? First, the film will be made by A23, the production. 
A24. A24, is that what it's called? Oh, uh, I thought I thought you were just making your own. No, oh, no, it's A24. It's A24. <laughs> you know, they, they're known to do, like, these, like, realistic, real life. Like, they did, they've done The Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. Lady Bird. I feel like this is, like, right in their, right in their wheelhouse. Okay. And the main actor will be done by Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Actually, he could probably do that. Oh, yeah. I, I could 100% see that. I think it'd be great. Like a modern time version <clears throat> version of this movie. I think it'd be, it'd be so good. I feel like for some reason... It, maybe even like De Niro. He might be too big for that. Oh, man. De Niro, De Niro would be good at this. Um, is... But he's got, and especially because he's got, he's in that old old man stage now. I don't know what you mean, but does he have that range? That's the one thing now. I don't know if he still has that. Who's the old? Who's an old man actor that can act? So, who did that? Who's um? Who could definitely do it? Who? Who's um Commissioner Gordon in Batman Dark Knight? Oh, J.K. Simmons? No, 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 no. Not J.K. Simmons. Oh, um, um, Keith Ledger. Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman could definitely do it. Yeah, he could definitely, I can see that for sure. No, yeah, no, 100%. I don't see anybody else else in this role now. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Oh, man. Morgan. He could probably do a very good job with that. Morgan. I think so. Let me see. Is there anyone else? Probably Anthony Hopkins. He had a f- similar film that came out a year or two ago. Right. right? Uh, f- the Father. Yeah, yeah, where he was suffering from Alzheimer's. Yeah, he actually, I think he won an Oscar for Did that. Did he? Oh, wow. Yeah. I would love to see Christopher Walken. I think Christopher Walken would do a surprising job in this. I think so. But I'm afraid that it might turn out too funny. Tommy, He's gonna... you know, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones is not someone I've seen in movies lately, but if he does something like this, if he would have done. I think he can bring out that emotion. Yeah. I think he's got that range. The right look, right look and range for this. Ian McKellen, I mean, like, of course, no brainer. He could definitely do that. He can do it. No, it would be great. Surprisingly great. Bill Murray. That's a good point. I think this is kind of somewhat similar to like Lost in Translation, yeah. like the feel of it. Uh-huh. It's just he really can do sad, sad well. He knows, yeah, he knows how to do that. I mean, if if we're going that range, like Jim Carrey in a couple of years, maybe. Yeah, that could also work. That'd be great. Dang, Jim Carrey and Bill Murray in a movie together. Have good. they ever been in a movie together? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I can't think of one on top of my head. Right. John Goodman, too. I'm just looking at a list of actors over 50. I'm like, oh, Tom Hanks, he could act. If he could act as a wooden toy, then he could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom Hanks. His latest movie, he was an old man in it, so he could probably yeah. do this. If anybody, if Tom Hanks would probably be the first guy they go oh, after for sure. this kind of role. I put my hat on John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's another great choice. There's a lot of old actors that could probably do their best with it. And the best part about it is they would all do the role so differently, yeah. but I'm sure every single one would be great. Oh, for sure. I totally agree. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my pitch. Keep it around the same plot, modern times. And, yeah. Right. I mean, that's a, 
that's a good pitch. Don't change it. Keep it at its core. Just change up the actor. And who would who would you want to direct this? Then that's a oh, big one. Who is someone that can bring this to that level? Do you have anyone in mind? I don't. For this kind of movie, I say we just gotta go with Spielberg. I think Spielberg will kill it. I think when it comes to drawing out emotion uh, in people, uh, Spielberg does a very good job. Yo. Can you imagine a Tom Hanks version of this with Spielberg? That's an that's an exactly. Oscar right there. Exactly. I I'm thinking like the Post and those those kind of movies. Like this would be like, like Schindler Schindler's List kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was so good. Make it black and white just because. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. So. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed our little takes and opinions on Ikiru by Akira Kurosawa. Um, next week, we'll be uh, talking about another classic movie from an earlier time, uh, Fritz Lang's M. One of my favorite films. Yes, it's my first run through. I think Richard said he saw it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He didn't really remember it. So um, stay tuned for that one. Um it's a very interesting movie. Um, but in, in the meantime, you guys know where to find us. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, drp.repitch. Or you could shoot us an email with uh, some thoughts or opinions on our show and uh, any suggestions you guys have to dr.pitchit. Or no, was it dr.pitchit at gmail.com? And as always, before we go out, a big shout out to our friend Joe Yu for cleaning up our audio and helping us uh, put together the episodes every week. And uh, you can find his information in our description. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud, Mr. Panda Mikes. Panda Mix. Um, yeah, follow us, rate us, be rate us, but please do share us. Um, stay tuned. We upload episodes every Wednesdays. And David, you want to end this up with a quote from this movie? Yes, not a lot of happy quotes, but. <laughs> Here is a resounding quote um, by the main character, Mr. Watanabe. I can't afford to hate people. I don't have that kind of time. One of my favorite quotes. All right. We'll see you guys later. Yep. See you.